The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine. Savoy Truffle. Or, Eric doesn't go to the dentist. <laughs> it's nice to hear George having fun, letting his hair down, ragging on his friend who is definitely not going to steal his wife. Nope. Love the dirty guitar sound, uh, melody with the dirty brass. It's a precursor to the livelier moments of All Things Must Pass, I would say. Uh, this is an example of why it's good the Beatles made a double album. Like, if the White Owl was just one record, this song wouldn't have made it. And George probably would have given it to Jackie Lomax or whomever. Yeah, you're, you're totally right. Like, if this was a single album, this would have been probably cuspy. I don't know. I could see a world where it's on it, but, mm. you know, easily see it off. Well, he would have definitely uh, had Jelly Weeps on it. and uh, Right, I'm trying, but what would be his other song? Long, I, I would think Long, 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 but if, if it was mm. up to him. But it, it wouldn't be up to him necessarily. Probably not. Well, anyway, but like good not songs, piggies. like, <laughs> no, I'm saying piggies would definitely not be there, but I think yeah, you're yeah. probably right. If it'd probably be long, long, long. Uh, but yeah, like songs like this are what make the white album, the white album or the Beatles. We know it's called the Beatles. Yeah. Don't write us about that. Okay. We said that know 12 that. years ago when we started covering the white <laughs> album, we had yeah. that disclaimer at the top yes. right before back in the USSR. So yes. We covered and. Anywho, I also love the brass on this. Like, it really lifts the song. And, again, they make him sound a little bit different. That's pretty fun. It almost sounds like a growl. And you know what they say. You give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. But you teach a man to fish, he'll definitely steal your wife, George. You know, uh, it's a cliche. You hear that so many times that you forget that it's true. You know, it's like you lost all beating. <laughs> So, here's a thing. George did an interview uh, two months before the White Album came out. It was while he Jew was number one single to U.S., Britain, and pretty much everywhere else across the entire planet. And uh, he basically, you know, announced to the world he's back to being a rock and roller. You know, um, he said uh, he said he's extending his I'm a rocker again the, the, the article said extending his I'm a rocker again thesis and continuing his comments reported, reported recently George saying he didn't care to dwell on the mystical beetle George anymore I'd rather he, be a rocker rocker than a raga mm-hmm. I'm raka I'm, I'm still all within you without you he added but I don't want to go into that anymore because now I'm being a rock and roll star the crooked so you want to be a rock into, and roll star. So you want to be a rock and roll star. Listen, welcome to the bird's nest. Uh, <laughs> Back uh, to Cross talk. The crooked grin broke into a crooked smile. A lighthearted summary by George Savoy Travel was inspired by his friend Eric Clapton's gluttonous love of chocolate. And Georgia not of Dikes. vaccines. Mm. Sorry. There's too much to make fun of here. I apologize. I heard a terrible, terrible, terrible Eric Clapton joke. Oh, please go. Improv for humans. No, I don't think on improv for humans. And um, it was John Gabris. 
and uh, he he said he made a he's like uh, oh yeah uh, Eric Clapton is anti-vax and he's anti-locking out your high-rise window. Oh yeah. Ah <laughs> yeah yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah yeah yeah. He went there. George said in 1977, Samway Truffle on the White Owl was written for Eric. He's got this real sweet tooth, and he just had his mouth worked on. His dentist said he was through with candy. So as a tribute, I wrote, you'll have to have them all pulled out after the Samway Truffle. The truffle was some kind of sweet, just like all the rest. Cream tangerine, ginger sling, just candy to tease Eric. Uh, in his autobiography, I, Me, Mine, Harrison explained that the song was inspired by a box of Macintosh's Good News chocolates. Many of the lines came directly from the varieties of chocolate in the boxes, although cherry cream and coconut fudge were Harrison's own inventions. I'm sure they later became actual types of candy. With its reference to Obladi Oblada, Savoy Truffle was one of two White Album songs to refer to different Beatles tracks, the other being Glass Onion, of course. Third inspiration came from Apple's press officer, Derek Taylor, who suggested to Harrison the name of a 1968 film, You Are What You Eat. The Beatles, minus John Lennon, who didn't play on the song, <clears throat> began recording Savoy Truffle on October 3rd, 1968. So that's two days after Honey Pie. In Trident Studios again, they recorded the basic track of lead guitar, bass, and drums in one take, although it was likely a number of rehearsals had previously been recorded in the white. I guess I tried that day wiped him well two days later also tried it george harrison taped his lead vocals in october 11th the saxophone overdub was recorded at abbey road this was arranged and scored by george martin's assistant chris thomas i must say that i found it a real chore he told beatles historian mark <laughs> lewison uh and he goes on to say the session men were playing really well there's nothing like a good brass section letting rip and it sounded fantastic but having got this really nice sound, George turned to Ken Scott and said, Right, I want to distort it. So I had to plug up two high-gain amplifiers, which overloaded and deliberately introduced a lot of distortion, completely tearing the sound to pieces and making it dirty. The musicians came up to the control room to listen to a playback, and George said to them, Before you listen, I've got to apologize for what I've done to your beautiful sound. Please forgive me. But it's the way I want it. I don't think they particularly enjoyed hearing their magnificent sound screwed up quite so much, but they realized that this is what George wanted, and that it was their job to provide it. And that was actually for Brian Gibson, that engineer. Never heard of that one. And uh, Ken Scott uh, was recorded as saying, when we were mixing it, George Martin walks into the control room and says, uh, isn't it a bit bright? Isn't it a bit toppy? And George just turns around to him and says, yeah, and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I like it. The Beatles were like the kids that have just left home and the parents aren't looking after them anymore. So I will say Harrison was at least polite to those brass musicians. Like, okay, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, I really... Yeah, well, he's also... I feel like he's the one who's worked the most with, like... Well, maybe not. Well, I'm going to say my point anyway. He's worked a lot with session musicians, with like, especially with the sitar stuff. Like, he had, like, whole orchestras of these people. So he's used to... Used to playing with others, and you know <laughs> he's good with play. He's good. He's he's good playing with others. Um, no, yeah, he started. He started to produce records at this time, and right, he, yes, and you know yeah. it's just a comparison to Paul, 
who we learn would make musicians wait hours while he figured out what exactly he fucking wanted. Wanted, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And John, who would just abuse the shit out of you. <laughs> He'd really dress you down, yeah. He, yeah, I mean, what he said, what, what did he say to, um, gosh. Uh, Jeff Emmerich, he said, Jeff uh, Emmerich? the yeah, bill's... Uh, w- Sometime in the military would have done you good. Yeah, like a week in the military would have done you good, yeah. Sandwich Ruffle was completed at Abbey Road on October 14th. A second electric guitar, organ, and tambourine were added. Ringo was not present. He flew to Sardinia early that morning for a two-week holiday with his family. Mixing on Sandwich Ruffle was also completed on October 14th, after which George Harrison left for Los Angeles to produce Jackie Lobax's album, Is This What You Want?, it's a, a very George uh, album title, I would say. The stereo mono mixes are the song deferring their editing of the lead guitar parts. The mono version omits the organ over the third verse. Over the second bridge, Harrison adopted Taylor's suggestion to read, You know that what you eat you are. In the same section, a subsequent line names the track Obla Di Obla Da, a Paul McCartney composition that would also appear on the White Album. In this way, Savoie Truffle continued a tradition initiated by John Lennon a year ago, a year prior, particularly in his lyrics to I Am The Walrus, whereby the Beatles deliberately quoted from the previous songs. Since Obla Di Obla Da was not a song that McCartney's bandmates enjoyed recording, the motive behind Harrison's appropriation of the title has invited speculation. Sure. Author Jeffrey Rosner considers it significant that Harrison mispronounces the title. In addition, he contends that the full statement, we, know, we all know Obra di la da, but can you show me where you are, serves as an example of Harrison, like Lennon, mocking those listeners who obsessively scanned the Beatles' lyrics for hidden meaning. Music journalist Robert Fondo interprets the lines as an expression of distaste for Obla di Obla da, since Harrison and Lennon were openly critical of McCartney's composition. But does the rhyme work better or like the metering work better? I'm trying to like think of it in my head now. And I think what he sings, show me what you are. I, f- I figured he was singing about Paul, if anything. Who oh, interesting are you? point. <laughs> Slam! <laughs> Diss track. Uh, in his description of the finished recording, Jonathan Gould notes the aptness of Harrison's vocal delivery, where the list of chocolate flavors roll off George's tongue like a catalog of life's little pleasures. He also comments on the effectiveness of Harrison's guitar solo, which third to the lyrics warnings regarding tooth decay, is pitched to the register of a dentist's drill. And he likes it. And I like it. I like it, I like it, I like it. I'm 50. Uh, (laughs) Ella Fitzgerald on her 1969 album Ella covered the song. Jason Green of Pitchfork cites her jazzy spin on the track as an example of Harrison's songwriting appeal to solo jazz artists and invited fresh interpretations it's a good cover in 1970 uh there was also another cover i don't know what it is because i <laughs> i made, on the google doc it, it instead shows the youtube link to it and i don't remember i keep trying to open the link and it won't do it oh it's they might be giants i think uh oh okay hold on no terry manning why why does when I try to write... On his own home sweet home, the recording features Robert Moog on synthesizer. That's interesting. That's why I brought it up. 
and has been described by pop betters as long freaked out and sublimely excessive. It is over 10 minutes long. But it's also good for its own way. I just didn't remember who did it. Uh, along with a sample of the Beatles' Glass Onion, the song was matched with Jay-Z's encore for a track on Deidre Mouse's The Grey Album in 2004, creating what Spin Magazine's reviewer termed a psychedelic stacks jam. For t- Beatles' 2006 remix album Love, the track's horn parts were mixed into Drive My Car. Danny Harrison performed Savoy Truffle at the George Fest Tribute Concert, held at the Fonda Theater in Los Angeles on September 28, 2014. I have a question, though. Yes, you do. Go ahead. Did Fish cover it? Yes. I just don't bring it up anymore. We all know Fish covered it on volume 13. Sorry. I do bring it up for Revolution Die because I was curious if the, how they did it. We'll yeah. get to that. It's Lo- shorter. <laughs> Love Count, zero. Josie Scale, I give this a yeah. Absolutely. Yeah! Ow, my teeth. <laughs> but it's so good. And I like it. But And I like it. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot. So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Oh yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine.